0: What's happening, everybody? It is a crossover edition. We're previewing the SEC game of the week. It is the Florida Gators versus the Tennessee Volunteers. We're going to preview all the matchups, keys to a victory, and give you our score predictions with Brandon Olsen Locked on Gators, and Eric Kane Locked on Vols. Locked on SEC starts right now.
1: You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast
2: Network, your team every day.
0: And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online's got you covered this season with more props, odds, lines uh, than ever before. It is Bet Online, and it is where the game starts. Let's jump into it, guys. As we preview the SEC game of the week, we now welcome in Brandon Olson, host of Locked On Gators, and Eric Kane, host of Locked On Vols. Fellas, how are you today?
2: I feel like I'm in like big time right now. I got Vols and I got SEC here. I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> Happy to be here, man. Excited for this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is a big big game for both programs, you know, for for Tennessee if they want to be the big top 20 team and everybody wants to say the Vols are back. This is one they have to win. And for the Gators, man, all the struggles the last two weeks after the big win over Utah, it's kind of like, man, are we are we for real or are we going to have to wait a whole year for Billy Napier to get the trains back on the track? Brandon, I want to start with you. Give me the uh the, kind of the report card for your team 3 weeks into the season so far.
2: Uh I I'd say probably like C minus I I maybe D plus I'm someone who you know yeah two and one is a great start everybody has been so happy about this a few months ago it's been ugly every step of the way you know you won an ugly Utah game which I'm fine with that win Florida was not projected to win that game uh, so I'm fine with that ugly win and then an ugly loss against Kentucky and then South Florida who got annihilated by BYU Florida walked away with a victory by the skin of their teeth so this has just been it's been disappointing but I think uh a lot of Florida fans were like oh Billy Anthony Richardson we're so great now and it's like it's gonna take a little bit of time to get there so I I think expectations were too high going into the year but at the same time you know you're, you're you're two and one you can still salvage things it's not like a horrible situation for the Gators but it's a little disappointing
0: yeah, it's like year one. Everybody wants to avoid that dreaded six and six. Seven and five always feels like, all right, we're not bad. We're building something here. Let's go. Eric, uh, thoughts on the vols three weeks in so far?
1: I mean, they've been good, uh, you know, grade wise, maybe a B. I, I think, th- I mean, they beat the the crap out of two MAC opponents just like you're supposed to. Y- you don't learn anything from those football games. So uh, Florida's definitely been more tested than Tennessee. But having said that, Tennessee did pick up a big win on the road over a, a solid Pittsburgh team in overtime, found a way to win when. The offense was was not doing anything in the second half. So I, I think that was impressive, and that's a game that a year ago Tennessee would have lost, uh, to be completely frank. So they've been fine. I'd say it's been about a B. I B. I've like what I've seen from the defense so far. Hendon Hooker's gotten off to slow starts, but his numbers have been so so great uh, by by games in. Um, but the challenge is here. I mean, this is SEC play in Florida. Uh, this is when Tennessee will be challenged for for real this time.
0: Before we get into this game specifically, Brandon, give me your biggest story uh, storyline for the Florida Gators so far through
2: these first three weeks. It's got to be Anthony Richardson. He's just... And I also want to say, like he's started four games so far. Three of them were against top 25 teams. South Florida was the first start that was not against the top 25 team. It was that Georgia defense last year, which was insane. It was Utah this year, Kentucky, and then this South Florida game, so... Yeah, he's had some tough matchups, but I think it's more so about he hasn't looked good while playing these games. Like, yeah, you've won a few of them, but really in the long run, he's not playing sustainable, successful football. Part of it's the play calling, part of it's him. I will stand by my point. I think he's hurt. Uh, I know that the Kentucky game, first drive, he handed the ball off, he got hit, and then he came up limping. Did not run much after that. Then last week, he did not run much. I know that Billy, AR, people that I've spoken to in the program have all been like, oh no, he's healthy. He's fine. I don't buy it. Just based on everything we saw last year was Anthony Richardson wants to run the football. I understand you go, oh, there's not much quarterback depth right now. He's got to stay safe. Slide. Because if he does not run the ball, we're not winning games in Gainesville. So I think that I, I will stick with my point that I think he's injured, but it's a matter of. You know, now it's Tennessee week. You got to run that ball if you want to win this game. I don't care if you're banged up. I don't care if you're worried about depth. You want to win this game, you run that ball. So it has to be Anthony Richardson and his play.
0: Yeah, Richardson dead last in the SEC in passing yards. And, of course, zero touchdown passes. Not what you want out of your starting quarterback in the SEC. Mm -hmm. Eric, uh, for the Vols, what's the biggest storyline so far for you through the
1: first three weeks? Yeah, well, I mean, of course, heading into this football game, and I know we'll touch on it in a moment, but it's the injuries for Tennessee. But so far through three games – as Brandon was pointing out, the struggles of Anthony Richardson so far, it's kind of been the opposite. Hendon Hooker's been playing good football. And again, I, I can't reiterate this enough. Ball State and Akron, all right, right, that's not Florida. All right, you know, we'll see Florida this week. But, uh, you know, play well in the a, in a game against Pittsburgh when he was SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Um, 844 yards passing already, six touchdowns, no interceptions. He protects the football. Um, it, it's weird, like the first drive or two, his numbers don't look great. The th- And it's been a trend the first three games. But, you know, after that third, fourth drive, he's just been dynamite. He's He protects the football, makes good decisions. He's pushing the ball downfield. Hendon uh, Hooker's been fantastic so far. And much like Anthony Richardson, I think Hendon is going to need to run the football in this game. That's an added element to his game that, you know, a lot of quarterbacks in Tennessee's past didn't have. And um, he's just a really, really good athlete. So, you know, the connection from Hendon Hooker to Cedric Tillman, um, brew mccoy has been influxed in there a little bit but the passing game for tennessee has looked good through three weeks
0: yeah it's uh it's going to be interesting particularly with those injuries where are we the latest on you know everybody from jabari spall Th- cedric tillman where are we on those injuries as of this recording
1: yeah i mean of course they're all day to day and you know the, the the coaching staff is not going to give you anything josh Heupel's not going to give you anything when when he speaks to the media and you know i i understand that obviously um if it's just me right now you know kind of in the midweek i i look I, I feel i feel like Jabari Small and Dylan Sampson the two running backs have a better chance of playing than Cedric Tillman that could always change um in you know we'll have to see what Tennessee does if Cedric Tillman is a no go but a very much day to day right now i feel better about Jabari Small and Dylan Sampson than I do about Cedric Tillman, but of course things can change before 3 30 on Saturday.
0: Yeah, maybe we could do a one-for-one one swap. Maybe Brandon could trade for a healthy Hendon Hooker, and then you guys can have like Naquan Wright and some of the uh, you know, the healthy running backs for, for your backfield. We're gonna get into previewing the game in just a second, real quick, but want to remind you guys about our friends over at NuGenics, they are—they've got some great stuff going on for the college football season. Uh, as you get older, your body changes, and maybe you get a little bit of that dad body, like a lot of us are starting to get at this age. You feel a little bit less like your old self. You don't have time to work out, but you want the energy and the body that you want to have. You discover NuGenics and this is what you need to, to get going, uh, at least for the start of you know a football season where you're going to be eating and drinking a lot of things that are just going to add that extra uh, extra LBs to your body. Uh, look, if you remember when winning felt easy, it's because you were younger. You were at the peak of your testosterone production. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with – testophen that is what is going to help you turn back the clock and re-energize your workouts nugenics total tea contains man boosting key ingredients like testophen nugenics total tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at gnc nugenics total tea can help re-energize your life and help you get back to your powerful confident self now get a free complimentary bottle of nugenics total tea when you text college to 231231 text now Get a free bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. Continue on here on our crossover edition, getting you guys ready for the SEC game of the week. It is Tennessee and it is Florida coming from Knoxville. This has been a a matchup that has been very lopsided in recent years. It's been one that Florida has owned this rivalry, but Tennessee looking to get back under Josh Heupel. Florida a little bit of a transition period. So let's start a little bit in this game. Brandon, we'll start with you. What's kind of the key matchup you're looking for? What's one of the strengths of Florida that they can kind of exploit in this game?
2: I'm, I'm looking at this defense and Hendon Hooker and, you know, like Eric has said, he's been very efficient with the ball. He has not turned it over. I think he's even got just one turnover worthy play on pro football focus right now. And even then obviously didn't happen. So I think that when you're looking at this Florida Gators defense and they, they've kind of found their stride a little bit, especially in the passing game, running game, Let's just completely overlooked that. But in the passing attack, I think you're looking at Hendon Hooker and, trying to force some turnovers. You know, he, he's a very efficient quarterback. We know that. But with this Gators defense, there there's a staple that they have, which is never show the quarterback the same thing pre-snap that you're going to do post-snap. So it's about making this quarterback think a little more, think a bit more. If Tennessee wants to break out an the RPO, Florida's pretty well-equipped to stop those. I don't think that's going to be their approach, but I think that Florida's defense – that has to be what you're looking at, specifically that secondary against this Vols attack that they want to throw the ball. I mean, they've got, I think it's 34 pass attempts per game now, and uh, Florida secondary is going to get quite a bit of a test.
0: Yeah, and and uh, Trey Dean, one of the leaders in the SEC already in tackles this season. Uh, Eric, uh, let's talk about strength for the Vols. I would assume it's that passing game in Hendon Hooker.
1: Yeah, no doubt. A lot of what Brandon just said. I, I'm really intrigued to see how you know, Hendon Hooker, Cedric Tillman, if, if he's in there, Jalen Hyatt, Brew McCoy, they kind of match up with this Florida secondary because obviously the strength of of this Florida football team, really, and of this defense so far is that secondary. You got two really good safeties and and Torrance and Dean, and you got some guys on, on on the outside. They they rotate their corners, of course, but um I, they, they've got some decent corner play as well. So can Hooker? Can Jalen Hyatt, who had a breakout game against Pittsburgh and you know played a you know career high type game? against Akron uh, last week. Can they take advantage of that is what I'm kind of kind of looking at as well. But also on the flip side, this is something where, you know, Tennessee's going to have to to really be mindful of. I, you know, I know Anthony Richardson's a little bit banged up. I think we can all agree with that uh, because he's just not run the football. And, and I completely agree with what Brandon said earlier. Like, if Florida's going to win this football game, Richardson's going to run the football. Tennessee has got to keep him in the pocket. Kentucky had the blueprint. Give, give the Wildcats credit. They kept Richardson between the tackles and said, "Hey, you're going to win this football game. You know, you're you're going to throw the football. We're not going to let you run. The ends, Tyler Barron, Byron Young. They've got to keep him bottled up. And and, in past memory, you know, there's been a lot of Florida quarterbacks that have had great success running the football on Tennessee and a couple other games last year with Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, and some others as well. So uh, Hendon Hooker, that Tennessee wide receiver, you know, room going up against an experienced and talented secondary for Florida." Flip side, Tennessee's ends and outside linebacker play keeping Anthony Richardson in the pockets when he's on offense
0: yeah Tennessee got that win at Pitt their defense did step up when they needed it most and the defense was thought to be that was going to be a weakness uh, of this team let's talk about maybe an underrated uh aspect of this game Brandon the run game for Florida has been very good with the I mean all the running backs from Montrell Johnson Trevor ATN has been a nice surprise as a freshman uh Naquan Wright and of course Anthony Richardson's running ability it seems like if they're going to pull this off it's got to be a dominant run performance from Florida
2: Yeah, Florida's offensive line is – it's a beautiful thing to see because it's like, wow, Florida finally has an offensive line that's performing, which we didn't see for quite some time in recent years. But their offensive line has just been moving dudes in the run game. Montrell Johnson, Trevor Etienne are two home run hitters. Uh, Naquan Wright's struggled a little bit to get going. South Florida was his first good game this year prior to that with Utah – And with Kentucky, he just didn't look like himself. I know that in the offseason he injured his ankle. He's kind of been rebounding from that. But he looks like he's getting healthy. But this rushing attack is really what's going to send Florida – above and beyond if they're going to get there at all this year. It's got to be the rushing attack. I understand, you know, we have Anthony Richardson. His ceiling is incredible because, obviously, he is one of the most physically gifted human beings on the planet. Sometimes can't hit the side of a barn if he was throwing the side of a barn, but he's very physically gifted. But when you're looking at this game, if Florida's going to win, you got to run the ball. You have to run the ball consistently. I don't know why they haven't done it, but they've been so good when they have run the ball that that's got to be the the focal point for the Florida Gators' offense,
0: Eric. I look at Tennessee, and and so far they're fourth in the SEC in, in stopping the run this year. They've done a pretty good job of limiting opponents' eighty-three rush yards per game. Is uh, it simple to say if if they perform well in stopping Florida's run that uh, the Vols can can win this one easily?
1: Uh, Brandon kind of gave a, a a little a little look there whenever you were you were spilling that. I, I know it. Akron and Ball State, I get it, I get it. And, and you know against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, that guy, and, and it's been two weeks, I forgot how to say his name. Good player, really good player. I mean, he got loose for like an 86-yarder on drive two of the game or something. Outside of that run, and there's always a big one, and it counts, uh, Tennessee did a pretty good job of bottling up hit on the ground as well. And so, um, and you're going to give up a play here and there. It just kind of is what it is. But again, this will be the test. Th- this will be a test because, I mean, i have you know, doing my scout of Florida. Those running backs no. you just mentioned, I mean, 25 attempts, 24 attempts, 22 attempts. And then, oh, yeah, you have Anthony Richardson. Uh, They have found success running the football just shy, I believe, of 200 yards per game um, on the season, So, or a little over 200, excuse me. Um, This is going to be a big test, but on both sides for Tennessee, how good is this rush defense? I'm intrigued to see how much better it's gotten. Tennessee has more depth up front. Tennessee has so much more depth at linebacker, and they've got some safeties that can come down and help, as they always have. And then on the flip side, how good can Tennessee? I had no clue what Tennessee is in terms of a running football team. No clue. They ran for over 200 yards against the MAC opponents, and they didn't even try to run against Pitt because of what Pat Narduzzi does. So running the football, stopping the run, but certainly stopping the run because that is what Florida is doing so well right now. And really, uh, over the last you know, couple know games, or really this entire season, that's the only thing they've been able to do. So if you want to win, you've got to be able to limit those runs. They're going to get some, but limit what Florida can do on the ground and see if you can come out victorious.
0: All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about our uh, the rest of this game. We're going to give our score predictions. I'm going to get an X factor from each of you, one person that you think, if he comes up big, our team is going to win this game this Saturday. That's coming up in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys, thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. I want to remind you that betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs throughout the season. Of course, they got all the betting lines on the games this weekend. We're going to talk about it in just a bit. But Tennessee, a 10.5-point favorite right now at online. The line got up to 11 back to 10 and a half. So if you want to get in on the action, Beto Line has got you covered. They're keeping you up to date with all the lines that are moving throughout this weekend, including all the SEC games. I saw earlier Bama 40 and a half point favorite against Vandy at home. Come on, Vandy's got three wins already. They're playing well. They could cover that 40, right? They'll lose by 38. But uh, if you want to get in on the action, just go visit our friends over at BetOnline. They have got you covered with everything. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. I always tell you bookmark. It, it should be the first place you go to every morning to learn about all the trends and action that is happening. It is BetOnline. It is where the game starts. Continuing on here on our crossover edition, previewing the SEC game of the week. It is the Florida Gators versus the Tennessee Volunteers. Eric Kane, Brandon Olson. I'm Chris Gordy. As we get into this one, guys, we'll start with you, Eric. Give me an X factor, a name that maybe we're not talking about yet, that, man, if this guy has a big game on on Saturday, then the Vols are going to win going away.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's easy to point to the offense. You want Hendon to play well. Uh, You know, if Tillman is in there, of course him. But if he's not, I think that – ups the ante a little bit that Jalen Wright, or excuse me, that uh, Jalen Hyatt needs to continue to play, uh, you know, the, the way he's played to start the season. But I'm going to go defensively. Again, I, I think Tennessee's offense will find ways to move the football because, you know, that's what Josh Heupel's done throughout his career. Uh, that's, he found ways at points in times last year. I mean, it wasn't all perfect, but he found ways to move the football at points in times last year against Georgia and Alabama. So I'm going to go on defense. Again, just like what we were speaking on in the last segment, Tennessee has got to stop the run game. A big part of that, I think the X factor for Florida, obviously, is the running ability of Anthony Richardson. Got to keep him in the tackle box. So I'm going to go back to a name I mentioned earlier, Tyler Barron. Uh, He played very well. His best game for Tennessee uh, against Pittsburgh in Week 2. I look for him to have a big game. If he can uh, keep contained and force everything back inside to the other guys on the defensive line and to the backside backer, I like Tennessee to, to win this football game. So give me Tyler Barron defensive end on defense.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and tell your guys to keep their cool too. We don't want any more Jimmy Calloway, uh, you know, swinging punches out on the field and getting suspended. How about
1: this though? How about at the end of the day, that was an offsetting penalty. Those were offsetting penalties. How does that happen? Is what I want to know.
0: <laughs> I always tell people, look, don't swing a punch at a guy with a helmet on. You're not going to do anything to him. Uh, That's Brandon, the thing ever. Brandon, give me an X factor. A guy maybe we haven't talked about yet that can come up big for Florida this Saturday.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, obviously, Anthony Richardson's a guy, but but we're gonna completely bypass that because you know I talk about him now an hour today, basically with my show and this. So so I'm gonna bypass that. I, I'm going to say Brenton Cox Jr. I'm I'm going to say it's got to be on the edge. You know, Hendon Hooker's been sacked. I think it was six times this year so far. You got to get into the backfield. You have got to disrupt this passing attack in any way you can. We know that the secondary, they're all going to have their hands full with this Tennessee passing attack. Brenton Cox Jr. getting in the backfield, disrupting that passing attack and maybe helping you know the secondary out a little bit when it's you know 3rd and 15, 3rd and 20 if you can force some incompletions, force some pressures, get in the backfield. Brenton Cox Jr. I spent the better part of the past nine months saying this guy's got to show us something consistently because last year he would often just take plays off completely. Playing like a man possessed so far this season, and I'm I'm thinking with a game where Florida's projected to lose by double digits, you kind of got to pin ears back and get in that backfield. And I don't want to see Brendan Cox you dropping back. I know it's something Patrick Tony likes to do. Don't put him in coverage. Don't take him out. Let him just say, "Hey, Hendon Hooker, you're mine," and just take his head off at that point.
0: All right, we've come to the moment of truth, Brandon. It's time to give your score prediction again. Keep in mind, Florida, a ten and a half point road underdog in Knoxville. But it's a place they have owned in recent years. They have gotten a lot of dubs there in Knoxville. Give me your score prediction.
2: See, here's the part where I'm torn at. Because I, if Florida plays on Saturday, how they've played the entirety of this season, including the Utah game, it was ugly, uh, they're going to get demolished. But I'm also like, well, for my entire life, Florida's been killing this one. So I'm a little torn on it, but I, I will say – I think this is going to be a, a Tennessee win as much as I hate to say it. I, I think we'll see somewhere in the 35 to 24 range. I can see Tennessee covering I realize that's like perfectly covering, which is unfortunate for me because I will be betting on this game. But um, yeah, I, I think that we'll see somewhere in the 35 to 24 range. And even then asking Florida to score 24 points against an actually good team is uh a, a bit difficult as you've seen this year so uh, I'm again it hurts my heart to say it but that's that's how I'm feeling
0: Eric score prediction for this one
2: yeah I'm gonna give my score prediction
1: and then Chris if you'll allow it I do want to ask Brandon one more question since since, since we have him here but uh, I'm kind of like Brandon I mean this is a uh, man this is a series to wear. you know here in Knoxville it's called battered ball syndrome Um, you know the you have you have some serious nightmares about this uh this matchup i mean 16 the last 17 goodness gracious I hadn't won since 2016 oh um but i any way you spin it i i just i like tennessee in this one and i'm, I'm not trying to pump pump the uh the the orange sunshine here for for the home crowd but I, I just like tennessee's makeup a little bit better i understand florida's been tested way more than tennessee has so far this year even if cedric tillman is a no-go i still like tennessee's ability to move the football to put the ball in the air and go score. I think the defense has gotten better, and you know we'll find out just how much better it's gotten uh, this week defending that run game. I like Tennessee in this one. We'll see if I'm a fool come Monday because this series, even even years where Tennessee has been better on paper, when Tennessee's been better on the field, Florida has still found a way to win, so we'll figure it out. But I'll take Tennessee in this one. I'm somewhere around 34-24. Um, I think Florida will cover. I do, but uh, I think Tennessee will win the football game. And then I do want to ask you, Brandon, you know, we've had conversations in the past, you know, we're, I'm a couple of years older than you, but what, what is this, it's been so one-sided your entire life, our entire life, essentially, you know, what, what does this game mean for you as a Florida fan? I mean, is this, is this a rivalry game? Gotta have it. I mean, what's, what's the Tennessee Florida matchup mean for you?
2: See, I know last year we spoke about this and I was like, you know, it's not even it's not even Tennessee hate week. We don't think about you. Uh, But but this week, this week we are because this week, this week we are because you guys actually look good this time. And, uh, you know, Florida has looked bad this year. Uh, They have. And I, I hate being that guy. You know, someone in my YouTube comments after the Utah win, I was like, yeah, like Florida won. But like these things went wrong. And they were like, ah, I came here to celebrate. And instead, I got the guy with someone pissed on his pancakes. And that's that's kind of the approach that it has been watching Florida this year. Like, yeah, 2-1, and one, but it's looked bad. And that's my concern. It's Tennessee, yes, they look like a good football team. Their offense scaring the hell out of me. They have almost uh, – I think it's almost 80 plays per game. And Florida, not so much. I think Florida is going to try to take the air out of the ball here. But I I feel like this year it's, it's more – Less about hating Tennessee and more about being, if we lose to Tennessee, it's bad in Gainesville right now. I I think that's what it is. It's it's just, if we lose this this game where Florida's dominated consistently, then there's a bit of a worry. But I feel like a lot of the fan base either hates Tennessee or just doesn't care. Um, And that's kind of how it is. But... I can tell you, I'm starting to hate you guys now. I, I'll let you know that one.
1: <laughs> well, over the offseason, you know, when we're doing our record predictions and kind of, you know, going over it for the 50th time about game by game, I mean, was this a loss for Florida in the offseason? Because this is a game all offseason long that I I continuously said, I think Tennessee can get Florida this year. If not this year, then, I mean, when are you going to get them, right? So I've kind of – it's been very much a tweener game. But, I mean, this has been a very winnable game the entire time for for, for me at least.
2: I, I chucked this up as a win the entire off season. I'm not oh, even going okay. to pretend to lie to you. Uh, oh, I was that's that that's we, kind of surprising to be honest with you. I said that this is a win. I said, Kentucky's a win. I said, Florida would lose Utah, Georgia, Texas A&M, and maybe LSU and everything else. I said that I think they'd win. And then Anthony Richardson came out and was like, I don't know how to play quarterback. And so, <laughs> so then we went through this season so far, but uh, you know, this whole off season, I said, this is a win. Uh, Tennessee's defense was something that I was just like, I think Florida's going to be able to run all over them and maybe throw all over them. And again, and then the forward pass happened, and then they don't know how to do it anymore. Right. Uh, so that, that's that's the issue for me here is that uh, it's yes, Tennessee's offense can put up points. I am way more worried about Florida's ability to match it. I think Florida's defense is going to do a good job, but if you're going to be on the field for eighty to ninety plays because your offense can't get can't stay on the field, you're going to have a bad time. One more
0: I, uh, thought, Eric. Before- I, I had
2: this as a, a very much a toss-up game. Um, obviously, I'm picking
1: Tennessee to win the football game right now. I had Florida being 1-2 and two entering this game. I, I thought Utah was overrated even in the offseason, but I still thought Utah would win in week one. That was a hell of a win for Billy Napier, and it still is. still is. Um, I thought Kentucky would get them, though, and then I thought, obviously, uh, Florida would beat USF. But anyway, Duarte, I'm almost done, I promise. But for this rivalry, for, for me – Florida is it. Florida is the rivalry. Older demographic. It's Alabama, and even some will continue to say Vanderbilt just because it's in state. And Tennessee has uh, just beat the crap out of them for the entire series. But for me, a rivalry, it is Florida, and obviously the stage is set, College Game Day, all that good stuff. It's going to be a fun one, Chris. So I'm really, really excited about Tennessee and Florida.
0: Yeah, I was just going to get your quick thought, Eric, because you know I've got a couple friends who are big Tennessee fans, and they have kind of been in that. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the sadistic masochism kind of mindset of, oh, it's Florida. Anthony Richardson's just going to run all over us. Is that because, man, uh, what Derek Dooley and what all these guys have done to this program in the last decade plus has just created this negative mindset when it comes to big games?
1: Well, I was talking to Brandon about it this week. Brandon, how many times have you been asked about from Tennessee side of things, who's the backup quarterback? The Florida backup quarterback is Torch Tennessee – throughout this uh, you know, program throughout these two uh, series history so it's been incredible like again I go back to saying throughout this uh, just horrible you know losing skid Tennessee's had against Florida Tennessee has been better on paper and on the field a couple of times and there's been some bad years where both of those teams have been bad don't get me wrong but um, Tennessee just not found a way to win it's just it's weird and then you need a, an incredible comeback in 2016 just to get your one win right so uh, again I think it's battered Vol syndrome a little bit it's very much the opposite of what Tennessee Kentucky is. You know, Kentucky has been really good under Mark Stoops the last five years. They had two, to, uh, two 10 win seasons. Both of those seasons, they got beat by Tennessee. It's just kind of like, what more can you do to win that football game? It looks like that for Tennessee and Florida, just uh, a complete 180. So, but I think there's a lot of optimism here. And again, we'll see come Monday if we're all fools, but. I think there's a lot of optimism here. You've got a quarterback. You've got a head coach. You have an identity on offense. And I think you are a little bit better on defense. So, you know, we'll see.
0: Guys, thanks so much for uh, doing this crossover edition preview in the SEC game of the week. I, as the unbiased uh, standby party, I'll give my pick. I'm p- taking Tennessee to win 34-27. I think it's a valiant effort from Florida. but I And I think they cover. But I think this is a year that Tennessee says, hey, we are back. We have a competent offense. We have a competent coach and we're going to win this game. So we will see, guys. Thanks so much for uh, making us your first listen every day. And, of course, if you don't listen to Locked On SEC, you can check out Locked On uh, Gators. You can check out Locked On Vols. Tons of different ways to keep up to date on your favorite teams every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. For Brandon Olson, for Eric Kane, I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.